Welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate, the Swifty. I'm not so swift, Sam. And what are we celebrating today? It's been one year. One year of the podcast. Yeah. 52 episodes. 52. 52. 52. 12,000 streams, 52 episodes. In our own way, Kate, maybe this is the end of an era? No, it's just the beginning. Just the beginning. All right. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to you. We haven't killed each other yet. We have not. Congratulations to Jason. Hasn't fired us yet. Nope, not yet. Not yet. Only almost killed each other twice. Twice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. I only recall once, but... Yeah, once was in the car. Yeah. Oh, see, I don't see those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good thing. Uh, yeah. Look at us. Yeah. I'm letting you take it over the reins next week. Oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. What's going to happen? I I don't know. But it'll be fun. It will be fun. Yeah. Just going to go with it. Just going to go with it. 50. Learning to let go. 52 episodes, one full solar cycle. Yeah. Let's go back in time for a quick second. Okay. What were you thinking when you originally came to meet me to decide on doing a podcast? <laughs> well, to be fair, we had been rejected twice. <laughs> so we were not getting excited and basically like, here we are, very hungover. Very hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us trying to hold each other's eyelids open and being like, this is going to be bad. He's already going to say no. Let's just. Let's company just, behavior. Got to be on company behavior. behavior. Sold it. You did sell it. And it's been entertaining for one whole year. What did you think when yeah. we wandered in? Well, I'm always open to something new and different. I also realized how big t the Taylor Swift verse is uh, to everybody. And. I said, well, you know, let's see how long it'll last. And 52 weeks later, I still <laughs> asked that. Like, how long is this going to last? Us too. <laughs> yeah. It's going to last 104? It's going to last 156? Well, I mean, rumor around the campfire is our girl is in the studio preparing new music. Ah, the rumor tree is sprouting some leaves. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting excited. I am not getting excited. Is this the uh, the Exile, Exodus, the well, Karma album? Oh, I wish. They're saying the insiders, unnamed sources, who are saying that this is happening, are saying that she's in the studio collaborating with new indie up-and-coming women artists, collaborating, writing with friends, which she doesn't do a whole lot of, really, Ed Sheeran. So I'm, I'm assuming that we'll see like, a, probably a Haim mm -hmm. collaboration. And experimental sounds. It this is true. I do not think we will see anything new from her until a new Grammy, Grammy eligible cycle. Mm -hmm. So probably like October. Interesting. Because Red is eligible and didn't get very much love the first time around. So I think she's letting this sit in the Grammy pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And the Grammys reward Taylor when she makes big changes. Nineteen eighty nine. Fearless, at a folklore. So if she is doing something big and different, she would want to make a Grammy splash with it, is what I would assume. But you know. The, I don't want this to come off as a loaded question. It's oh, just the first boy. question that came to my mind. Because you've listened to both and I have not. Okay. 
red versus re-record red? Big and different? <sighs> the big difference is All Too Well 10. Obviously, All Too Well 10, bonus tracks. The conversation about Song of the Year, and I think what she's kind of looking at. I think the bonus tracks have been fantastic. The collaboration. She collaborated with your girl, Phoebe Bridges. Mm. Um, I also think that you don't want to really muddle the muddy the pond. Mm -hmm. So she's just letting it. Right. And I'm, I mean, this, this year has been a, a year of songs from the past getting the life like. Kate Bush. Yeah. Like just bringing it back and like people eating it up and dying over it. It's also starting to be the year of the indie young female artist. Heck yeah. And I'm just really into it. Like I, I like to put on a Taylor Swift song and see where Spotify takes me. And I'm discovering all of these like really cool acts like, hold on, let me pull up my Spotify so I get it right. Maisie, um, Maisie Peters, who just came out, mm -hmm. who I'm obsessed with. There's Blue Eyes, like so many great indie young female artists popping up that I cannot wait to see Taylor collaborate with the younger generation and see what they inspire her to do. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, if there's a, a girl in red slash Taylor red yeah. mix up on stage, that'd be phenomenal to watch. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Time will tell. You know what? The, the year's still young. The year. Our, in our new year. I mean, we're just starting a new year, yeah. but it is. If you're listening to this, uh, we are recording in the year uh, of our Taylor. 2023. <laughs> Doctor. Taylor Doctor. Allison Swift. Is it 23 or is it 22? 22. It's 22. We are in the future. We're in the future. Let's not add years yet. Just... <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm aging like cheese. <laughs> like cheese. Uh, okay, let's not add years. Anyway, let's get so, back to the Tay. Taylor's been in the news again this week. The private jet thing hasn't calmed down, mm -hmm. but Taylor's not commenting anymore. Uh, she's talking about she so my friends on tiktok we're talking about the uh, dc movie super pets <laughs> go on because taylor's got two songs in there and one is a taylor's version that has, she has not released mm -hmm. and a lot of us are like do you think she's waiting to use that as a draw for the swifties to see the song in the theater and then she'll release it in a couple weeks oh of course yeah that's what i thought too. of course it's a little bit petty, a lot of bit mastermind, and a wing and a prayer. Yeah. Because she's going to lose nothing if people don't go see the movie to listen to the song. The DC has everything to gain yeah. just by having someone show up and be like, yeah, I'm buying a ticket just for three minutes. Yep. Yeah. And it makes sense because they've been publicizing that this is a Taylor song. Yeah. Not a not a uh, all-star cast animated movie. This is a... Taylor Swift song featuring movie. Yeah. Yeah. You thought it couldn't get worse than the Crawdad song. Here we are. There's also like a whole lot of chatter that she's filming a music video, which could go along with the Bad Blood because her Bad Blood music video was packed full of stars and super fun. Mm -hmm. Would it be a video for the song that's um, going to be in the one of the, one of the yeah. songs that's in the Bad DC? Blood is the song in DC. Okay. But there's also another song that we don't know about yet. No, we know about that one. It's Message in a Bottle. It's from the Red Re-Record. Okay. So we've already, we've got that one. All right, I'm a bit big of a fan. Big fan? Yeah. Big Message in a Bottle fan. 
I don't remember if I was. I'm going to guess now. You haven't heard it. I, I would highly doubt you've heard this song. Okay. I mean, I've heard the police's rendition. Yeah. I mean, you've heard this at a dance party, but I don't think it would have registered that this was a song. Okay. That's true. That's true. Okay. And then, you know, rapper Bozy Badass. Bozy Badass. Bozy Badass. Ooh, that's a cool name. Said uh, this week that if Taylor Swift was in jail in Russia, there would be peace treaties all over the place. But we're leaving Brittany Griner. Uh, the latter half, which is, uh, yeah, goonery. Sheer goonery. Well, it's wild to me for many reasons, but I would like to start with the fact that of all places, Russia places a higher value on women athletes that she cannot afford to play in the U.S. She has to go to Russia to make the most money mm -hmm. is wild to me. Oh yeah, it's Russia is valuing a woman's organization more than the United States. Well, I think she was just getting supplemental income. Still, she has to go to Russia. She make and I, I read an article. I agree. I agree. They make better money in Russia. No, they they totally do, and it's because these are uh, in different countries. They hold those sports at such a higher level, and they will attend the games. They will watch it on TV. That these female sports get the sponsorship, they get the ad revenue, which allows them to travel more and get paid better. Mm -hmm. Like we, we had it uh, for a hot second with ladies soccer in the 1990s. We had it. They just went to court, I think, for um, the wage disparity between the men's national team and the women's national team. The men's national team gets paid absurdly. Do they even make it into the championships? No. No, but uh, but again, it, it is such a cult of personality when it comes to men's sports in America that they yes. will fill the seats. I don't. I don't believe that men's soccer is filling any sort of stadium. Oh, and yeah, I get it. Men's soccer, totally. But when it comes to the majority of men versus women's sports. Oh, absolutely. Sports. They're saying, you know, the endorsements, all of that. The reason why is because the value has been decided mm -hmm. and they are unwilling to work with it. It's like with Nike and the track star whose name is escaping me. She had a pregnancy clause written into her contract. So if she got pregnant, her contract would be null and void because she wouldn't be racing she wouldn't be winning right and they and don't so, have a sports fraternity line yet no so she went to athleta mm -hmm. and they were like we'll celebrate you pregnant not pregnant winning not mm -hmm. competing sure and she went on to create her own shoe brand yeah that's just smart don't know nike's like ooh, yeah all right back to the the prison riot which is again like what up up a paltry residue of marijuana, I want to say, is the charge. I, yeah, oil. It's Which, not even, it's just the oil. This is going to be, and, and it's one thing to say that the criminalization of marijuana is different in Russia than it is in the U.S., or it's also a country that is currently not at great terms with another country over a war with a third country. Yeah. So that's a political move. When it comes to Taylor, yeah, you know that they'd be sending in SEAL Team Swift in a second to Taylor, get her out of there. Or you know that all too well. I do know that all too well. It would be well. peace treaties. It would be, be ten everything. Minutes. It would be a kitchen sink. Uh, but even if it was, I don't know, put in a basketball, a mid-level basketball player, male basketball player, they would go get him. Whatever team owner would throw a fit. I think it would have more media attention. I think right now by having this rapper bring up Taylor Swift, they did the the smart move of Absolutely. hashtagging one of the most followed people and saying, "Oh, let's use Taylor to bring people to the idea that this is a atrocity right now. How do we help this person?" I mean, we're talking about it. Yeah, 
They did the smart, and it's that's just what you need now. The buzzword is Taylor. Yeah. Wage disparity, Taylor. Wrongful arrest, Taylor. You just throw yeah, yeah. You, you throw her in in an op ed, and it's going to bring people to the actual story. Yeah. Longest song ever, Taylor. I don't know. I feel like Alice's Restaurant is a very long song. Well, true, but we will be listening <laughs> to Alice's Restaurant, not Alice's Restaurant. This Thanksgiving, we're doing all too well ten today. All too well ten. A all year too in, ten. All too ten. A year in. All too well. A year. It's in. all going all too well. It's not going. All too well. It's going all too well. It's go- it's going well too. Yeah. Well too. And we get to listen to 10 minutes of it and then we get to get into it. No, you're you're happy about this. I'm not displeased. I'm into it. I'm in to win it. We're celebrating a year. I'm all about celebrating. Dad looks non-pulsed. Yeah. <laughs> Papa Large, you can always take a walk around the block if you need to. It's all good. Guys, this is the opus. The oh, the opus. This is the Mr. Holland's opus of Taylor Swift music. Oh, yeah. All right, so we're going to hit pause, you hit pause, and you're going to want to listen to the Taylor Swift 10-minute version of All Too Well. And if you can't find the 10-minute version, you we can. strongly recommend get, grab a friend, grab your dog, get Nana in here, just get, bring the whole family around the hearth and listen to All Too Ten Well. And then listen <laughs> to us talk about All Too Well Ten. We're going to hit pause. You hit pause, and we'll be right back. Well, Sam. Oh, Kate. Oh, Sam. Oh, sweet, sweet Kate. Oh, salty, salty Sam. Easy, easy. <laughs> Let's not bring nicknames we don't mean or don't want to hear on air into this conversation. Okay. Okay. Salty. <laughs> Moi. Toi. As they say in France, such is life. Let's talk about this song. Let's. Let's get into it. What's the Twin Flame Brews? Twin Flames are the um, astrological, you are meant to be, this is your twin flame, but you don't always end up with your twin flame, mm-hmm. but that is your like big love. Mm, okay, okay. Big love. Thank you for explaining that to me. because I very I, welcome. I was just like, this is the one thing like I'm not getting, because it helped, uh, so Jason and Kate printed up uh, three... They printed up all the lyrics, definitely, which is very helpful. Kept me in the zone for this. I mm-hmm. appreciate Boldy for doing that. There's no they. Yeah, that was all Jason. I had no part of this. Your producer <laughs> takes care of you. <laughs> Thank you, Papa. That was a Jason. Thank you. Cool Keith, DJ, <laughs> Jason Landry. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, it was it was very helpful to me uh, because like I can see, I had an easier time seeing the cadence of what she's writing in the mm-hmm. poetry, so I'm not looking at things and seeing, uh, <laughs> picking and choosing which lines I'm reading and how I'm interpreting it. like to use the phrase cherry picking, but yes. Hey, uh, I'm going to, I'm just, I'm not trying to pull the threads out of this scarf to make it come undone. I am just trying to be in this. Uh-huh. Be the uh, dynamic foil to you okay. and not just a dramatic foil. Okay. All right, because we've been down this road before. You were there. I remember it all too well. At least one of us does. Let's talk 10. Let's talk 10. All right. So this uh, was released a year ago and change. Ish. Less and fall, less yeah. Than, yeah, yeah. Less than like a year November. ago. Like November. 10-ish months. Early November. 10-ish months. 10-ish months. <laughs> it's all coming up 10s. All coming 10s. Uh, and this is a good ace. Uh, let's. <laughs> so they, they drop so, this with 
Let's get a little bit of background on this. Obviously, popular theory is that it's about Jake Gyllenhaal. And the thought or the legend of this song is they broke up. She was in the middle of writing and recording Red. Walked into the studio, sat down at the piano and started playing. And her mother was like, we should, you should just record this. Like, she's in a mood. This is worth Mm -hmm. listening to. And she did like kind of a free form version of this that they recorded and then they went and edited down created the original which is five minutes mm-hmm. and then this one came out of the vault with the rest of the re-record of red yeah Would, so we may never have seen this if scooter hadn't been scooter do you think uh now legend wise lore wise yeah do you think that she first like the finished product was the 10 minute version and then they cut it down yes okay I absolutely believe that. I believe she loved this piece of work. Mm -hmm. And her record company said, a 10-minute song, have you lost your mind? Which, this wasn't even a single. She played it on tour. The fans really gravitated towards it. Mm -hmm. She played it on the Grammy Awards. Mm -hmm. The critics really made fun of it, which just incensed the Swifties more. Yeah, and and probably pushed the uh, narrative more of the she just writes songs about her ex-boyfriend. Well, and it's a very dramatic song, and when you see her performance, she's very dramatic. I almost made you watch the Saturday Night Live performance of it, but I remembered my audience. And I know you've already seen the short film, and I figured... Yeah, I watched it before you watched it. Well, I know. Some of us have to work. (laughs) I watched it at midnight. No, you did not. You were texting me while I was at work. Okay, so it was probably 10 at night. Yeah. Yeah, you were at... um. Well, up north. Yeah. North Conway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So this one, uh, listening to this 10-minute all too well uh, with headphones on, for me, has made a difference because mm-hmm. I can pick up on a lot of the background etherealness of this. Yeah. Drum beat and bass line, it gives me... I don't know if this applies to you at all. Um with or without you vibes, you too? Yes, I can feel that. And then at like, I want to say the midway point, but it's probably only like two minutes and 45 seconds in. Uh, I think I marked it here. She just uh, sang for the second time to remember it all too well. Uh-huh. Uh, you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. It was that, that end of that verse. That's when like the... In the headphones, I could hear the orchestra picking up a little bit, and I was like, "Okay, so this is this is Taylor in her Sergeant Pepper phase. Like, this is her being like, I am the prominent one, but also look at this wall of sound I'm slowly building behind me. You haven't noticed it yet. Ta da! Gotcha. It's the it's the drama. The drama. The drama. Oh yes. The Grammy Award nominated. Wait, no, I'm uh, sorry. Academy Award nominated drama. I should say. Dare to dream. So the G Hall is not portrayed as a lovely, lovely individual at all. They're seen as poetic. They are seen as a bit of a conniving narcissist. Narcissist whose whole life is based around the fantasy, the um, somewhat building a delusion around him. But it's all about uh, imagery. You're drinking your coffee like you're on the late night talk show, but you're sitting across from my dad. Right, he's always on. He's always on. He's an actor. And he's remembering the, you You were picturing me like the ever-shining pretty jewel shining at you, not the girl you left crying in a bathroom. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're holding my lifeless form 
three months later. Like mm-hmm. the, the hug with nothing in it. Well, it's that. What happened? What happened to Wasp? Yeah. It was so good. It's that moment. Like you finally have run into that brick wall. You can't run into it anymore. You're devastated and you're sitting down and you're just like, what just happened to me? Mm-hmm. Like, this is how it started. How did we get here? Who did I even know you? Who are you? What, why? I mean, I think that the Swifties really love this song because it kind of, you can put any relationship that ended terribly and not by your choice Mm -hmm. into this song at some point. There's something that you relate to. There's something that you. Right. But it's, it's also, so that's. But it's wildly specific to her. Well, yeah. And experience. I, and I think you find out more about that with the ten minute version than Absolutely. you do with the half halftime version. I mean the 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 keychain is symbolic in its own way because this is his keychain. Yeah, and it's kind of it. It is one. This is this is Taylor getting into she she hasn't dropped many f bombs on albums before. Nope. Nope, that's a 2020 thing. Yeah, and it's kind of just been opening up a little bit the past two years. Uh, three if you're me and you think we're a year ahead in time. <laughs> but it's also, this is a man who is always on. Mm-hmm. This this is, we're just gonna, we're even going to take Gyllenhaal of the situation. This antagonist is somebody who is always on. Mm-hmm. They need to be perceived in a positive light. Mm-hmm. And when you want to be noticed or seen in a positive light by certain people, one of the easiest ways to do that is to have the catchphrase, the knickknack, the something that someone can look at and say, you are a good person because I believe that thing too. Mm-hmm. And it is incredibly easy for somebody who, let's say, is a gaslighter or a negative bad person mm-hmm. to trick you into thinking, I can't be a bad person. Look at Keychain. Keychain, say good person. I, you know, F the patriarchy. Like, I, I support you. Mm-hmm. You are... You know, yeah, fight against that. I'm in this fight with you. So here we are again on our little town road. Here we are again in this conversation about <sighs> there is somebody who is not a good person. No. They are putting on the airs to be that good person. Yeah. And yet you can't help in that passion, wild, loved relationship. You can look back and it is beyond bittersweet because yeah. it, there are so many good positive moments and then there are so many world crushing events and like you yeah. almost r- ran the red because you're staring yes. at me how good can that make you feel as a person be like we almost died because you like me <laughs> oh my god like that's kind of it's 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 a moment like you're like oh my you're just in the, yeah. like you're so in the moment yeah this you're is so in love that's your sean hunter boy meets world perfect hair on the motorcycle, a little bit edgy, but they're talking with your dad. Like, it feels good, but it's like, oh, my God, this could, any, anything could happen. It's heady. It's, it's, you're, like, so in it that you can't see the red flags. The chaos of the universe is finally embracing you and enveloping you in the way that you want to be enveloped. Mm-hmm. And you can't see the fires burning around you. Yeah, you refuse. It's like that meme where the dog is sitting at the kitchen table and everything is on fire around them. And you're yeah, like, everything's fine. This everything's is great. Fine. My coffee is delicious. I mean, th- this is, there's one, there's, there's, there's a lot of things I really want to talk about with this. I mean, the, <laughs> the, the last chorus is really, the last two choruses are really pointed and directed more at him than at her. 
they, yeah. they there is a bit of self pump and like you need to you need to pump yourself up after something ends yeah you got to build yourself back i'm going to go back to what Put you said back together. this is going to be a good way to go back to what you just said anyone can insert themselves in a past relationship into this song mm-hmm. and you're incredibly right thanks i think that the the uh the jarheads as well the jillen halls the jillen halls mm-hmm. can also throw themselves into this and be like well it's probably you yeah it's this is this is a th- this is a, a fill-in-the-blank type of song when it comes to your own you and your own life what about like someone like pete davison who let, okay if we want to talk pete for a second he and kim just ended a nine-month relationship yeah they ended their relationship the day before chloe's child was born via surrogate with tripston thompson tell me that pr machine isn't working in overtime after they threw taylor under the bus with the plane thing okay so that that was a kardashian thing yeah 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 um do i haven't followed why he and her have split up at all uh they're stating schedules yeah busy schedules i i mean that it it's it is interesting it's the biggest pr stunt of the year yeah Yeah. i mean did anybody think that was gonna last for a year i and good for kim on this one she came out of a rough marriage ending kanye Mm -hmm. was all over the news all over talking about her social media like what a nightmare i can't even imagine being that person she's probably relating to this song pretty well right now and like she dated somebody fun and he's a cotton candy of a boyfriend okay okay a a fun sugary not always good for you person no however like the growth that he's also gone through in the past years he, he's definitely he's still advocating mental health sure he uh applied when you see the leaked messages between him and uh kim and, and yeah, kanye sure he never went on the attack he's like hey man look you should just like i'm telling you right now like you're not because on the positive he was state. part of the kardashian pr machine he also got kim as my lawyer tattooed on him i thought he was getting all those tattoos removed the poor man the poor poor man so like if the pete davidson if you had, if that was Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. she'd be in a conservatory like Britney. Would we send? Uh, uh, they, oh my God! Would we start doing peace treaties, or would we send a SEAL team to help the Kardashians if they were in Russia arrested for marijuana? I don't know if anybody would do it. Well, Kim would take care of it. We wouldn't need the government. Kim would be, or um, not Kim, Chris. Yeah, Mama would be all over it. We're getting back to the song now. Yes, can we get back to All Too Well? I, I have never been more excited to get back to All Too Well after that. I am sorry for taking you down that small rabbit hole. But anyway, with that song, I was just thinking, you know, in my lifetime, I've been always pretty good at, like, remembering lyrics. I don't know if I could remember the entire set of lyrics for this lengthy um, song. Put a group of... Swifties in a room and play this song. It's, it's a moment. I understand. Both of the Jills joined me at Care one night. They were rolling silverware for me while I was trying to get it finished. And we put this on because it's every Swifties favorite Taylor Swift song. And I've never seen my coworkers run for cover faster. Even Ben, my boss, knows half the words from being kidnapped. <laughs> You listen to it enough, it really sets in. Back before you lost the one thing you've ever really known. Mm-hmm. 
So let's 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 deep dive into that that depth of a lyric. I okay, yeah. You're talking about a uh, Hollywood dynasty versus came out of nowhere sensation. Uh, she comes from two loving, hardworking parents who uh, didn't have anything to do with this type of realm before and helped, nope. yeah. helped skyrocket their daughter into the top of the world. Yep. And she's uh, 19 or 20 when this version is being written, essentially. 21, 22. Yeah, she's, she's just 21. 21. Yeah. Uh, here's the person she's dating who's Hollywood royalty, who's kind of used to the, the stardom, the limelight, who's kind of used to these things. The parents were like, you can only do this at a certain point, and then became a full-on Hollywood sensation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when when you're... I can only guess that, that since the dynamic of him and the writing has been like, you are fake. There are real moments, but you are a fake person. Mm-hmm. She is the... She in this uh, twin flame bruise of a, of a love is the one thing he will ever really know. Uh-huh. I'm listening. Um, and yet in the same song, we're talking about how the things you remember aren't always the things that are or the things that were. It's your story of it. It's your narrative of it. Mm-hmm. It's the same way she's saying, like, you know, I can look back at these things and it's great. And then I look back at these things and I realize, like, how bad it was. How terrible it is for me. Uh, uh, what is it? You know, like, I forget you long enough to forget why I needed to. Yeah. Like, the, those moments, those stitches are gone and you're bleeding again. That's one of my favorite lines. Because, like, and I think, you know, you know, I get myself into these, like, on again, off again, like, super serious, very not serious mm-hmm. moments. And, like, you do that. You're like, oh, well, there was, like, that was so fun. Like, I, I really, I was happy then. And so maybe like maybe there was a misunderstanding. <laughs> Just try it again. And like that line, like I forget about you long enough to remember why I needed to, just sums up that whole thing in two sentences. Yeah. Where you're like, oh yeah. And then uh, ver- uh, a course, two two courses prior, the comparison of you kept me like a secret and I kept you like an oath, mm-hmm. like two very different ways to treat something that you are. Both of them essentially referring to something that you hold like in a positive light you cherish but one is keeping it to myself not really going to show show you around not going to project to everybody also that here's the thing here's the mm. yeah the other being like haha promise telling everybody all about it don't tell anybody oh my god don't don't let anyone yeah know. yeah yeah and it it, it but leads it sums into- it up like you immediately get that like you are immediately understanding the power dynamics of this relationship with that lyric. I also have a question about the content of this. Not really knowing, I don't. This isn't like a gotcha question when it comes to like which lyric was in the original. But uh, I'm a crumbled up piece of paper lying here. That was in the original. Remember, okay. Yeah. Because that. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna guess. This happened, uh, this relationship, this song. I know that this original song happened before Paper Dolls by John Mayer. Does that sound right? 
I just feel like that line right there yeah. really brought that back, and I'm kind of no, like, no, this... this song was written before Paper Dolls. Okay, yeah, I've, it's just like it to me that had probably just because of our own history of how we do these songs. Yeah, see, for me, I feel like she was writing something about that relationship, mm-hmm. and then it blew up. She crumpled it. And, yeah, yeah, and that... now she's something that got thrown away. I'm a crumpled yeah. up piece of paper, and for her, a writer. Yeah, what was once a love letter, what was once a piece of art is, is now, now just, in the trash. Yeah. So I think that's where that lyric comes from. Mm-hmm. I also, I'm going to very much say that another one of your favorite lines, every time you double cross my mind. I like it. Not one of the ones that I like. Not not your like magnet ones? No. no? I, I personally like so casually cruel in the name of being honest. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you call me up again just to break, break me, me like, like a, a promise. promise. So casually cruel in the same. Okay, that's one Which, of those. Which, like, lines. I have used that line over the. I have said you called me up again just to break me like a promise. Mm-hmm. Did not go over well, and did the right over his head. I like how in the past year you and I have both used a Taylor Swift lyric to somebody uh, when it came to a relationship, and both of them being like, "Did not take this well. Did no. this not go over well? No, ended up in a lot more yelling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah." Would not, 10 out of 10 recommend though. No. Would not go back. Would do that all over again. Because you're mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 have, I have so many things I'd like to talk about. Like, I want to hear, what's, what's you? Like, why? I'm just excited that you're like getting into this. Dude, I told me. you, it's been a year. We're celebrating. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't have to be the, I'm not being a curmudgeon. I'm definitely not going to be like a, uh, the Kool-Aid tastes amazing. I, it's, I'm just excited to talk about this song with you. Yeah, I just, this song is, I think, I think it's important to the Swifties, the kind of the originals, Mm -hmm. because it's a song that really wasn't released. It was a song that got big at our concerts. We all kind of discovered it, and it was very much our own part of the story. It wasn't commercialized. It was kind of how you could tell, like, oh. What's your favorite Taylor Swift song? And if it was a shake it off mm-hmm, or a... Mm-hmm. And you go, yep, you're in this camp. Like, ah, you're a radio Swifty. And, and so it was really like, um, like for I, from what I see on TikTok and Reddit, a lot of us feel the same way, what my friends say, is it's one of those songs where you just get it and you feel it and the words bring you back to this breakup mm-hmm. and you're like, ugh, yup. And you're just in there in the moment and you can relate to it and you feel it. And she puts it into words that maybe you wouldn't be able to put them into. So this past year with Kate Bush and Running Up That Hill being made popular again. Love that song. By uh, Stranger, Stranger Things. Things season four. I've been a Bush fan for a good long while. But Same. I mean, like, I remember going through college and being like, everyone's like, what is that? I'm like, cloud bursting. Like, oh, what song is it? I was like, it's cloud bursting. And like, I'd go through explaining Kate Bush. When Gardens of the Galaxy 1 came out and I heard Moon Age Daydream by Bowie, I'm like, Oh, what a great song. Everyone else is like, oh, my God, who is this guy? <laughs> like, Treslow and I have had these conversations. But, yeah. like, he he was unfamiliar with all of this music until he saw, like, X movie with Y soundtrack. Yeah. For this song right here, where this is a fan song. Yeah. In some ways, I could see this as uh, this is the comedian's comedian. This is the comedian that other comedians go to see. Right. And then when they see that person go mainstream, it can be... Uh, weird it can be kind of out of body like how do you feel about other people so with, like with this song when the 10 minute version came out it was a uh a, the the new version of the song you were in well, i'm gonna rephrase that it was the original the true version right. of the song that you already identified and related to 
and now you see it blow up with a the full world. picture. Yeah. yeah, but also with popularity. Mm-hmm. How did that make you feel as somebody who's listened to this song when it was cut down? Yeah, and you were like, "This is the fan song." It was weird to listen to the ten minute version because I knew the five minutes so well. I like, you know, the song. You're like, okay, okay. And then to have new lyrics and kind of a new feel to it, it was a little like, oh, oh, okay. And so it was, I loved it because it was experiencing something you love bigger, better for the first time all over again and watching other people discover it and understand the songwriting and the turn of phrases and just how important this is to the fan base. It felt like a love letter to the Swifties by her releasing it. She didn't need to. She could have kept this as a legend, a folklore, so to speak, that this existed. But she gave it to us in a really like big way where she was taking back this formative album for her. And then there was something in there for everybody with the vault songs, but you get this to end the album. I loved it. And I don't listen to the five minute version anymore. I listen to this one. Yeah, don't look back. I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, the the last chorus, which is like breakdown part one, breakdown part two. Uh, and I was never good at telling jokes where the punchline goes. That that whole. I'll get older, but yeah. my lovers will. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Do you know how old his current girlfriend is? Twenty one. Twenty five. Who's he? Da- who's he dating right now? I don't remember her name. Is she an actress? Yeah, I think so. Is it the? I have it right here. Hold on. Armas, Idra Armas, no. Janine Cadu. Okay. I'm started dating her in 2018, so when she was Taylor's age. Mm, okay. And Swifty actually did a graph of like how old Jake Gyllenhaal was and how old his girlfriends were. For you know, there's one thing to say when you're an adult and you can date an adult, it doesn't matter. Age is only a number. And then there's certain things where it's like this is pattern, this is not good. Let's move beyond that. The so the 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 second breakdown the last little verse mm-hmm. it's really the this is the the dagger moments this is dead and gone and buried yeah uh, from when you're when you're Brooklyn so this is a guy who's probably like oh Brooklyn's my town even mm-hmm. though he is a Hollywood uh, lived the majority of his life there mm-hmm. in California yeah Brooklyn is his city broke my skin and bones I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight yeah that. Is a couple different things right there. Okay. Usually, you know, a soldier or a fighter who's coming in under their weight, mm-hmm. that means that they have, uh, they, you try, you're trying to get as strong as you can, but in order to meet that uh, requirement to go into like, you know, your your undisputed thing, you have to like lose. The, it's like you're building all engine and power, and now you have to cut something out to get to that limit of like how you can fight something. I think. But it's also the, I'm a soldier who's coming back half their weight. Like, you've been starved for a year, and you are, like, malnourished. Yeah, Yeah, you're broken. Yeah, you're broken. You're shell-shocked. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting because in either way you could do it, both tied to a Gyllenhaal movie. Yeah. And then it's going into, you know, did you get marked by this relationship, too? You can be honest with me. I love that line. Just between us. To the love affair, maybe, too. Yeah, just between us, the maim you two, the twin flame bruise, paint you blue, which is the, you know, we've talked about this before, the dynamic of the red versus blue. Yep. Um, but it's also interesting because it ref- it, it kind of calls back to uh, 
a couple verses before when it's like, you know, like, what's going on? Why aren't you, you know, you're calling me up again. Like you're, why, why are you, don't you want to talk to me? I know it's been months and I haven't talked to you, but why don't you want to talk to yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> you can relate to that. Yeah. And it's, again, it's the acting versus reality versus delusion. Well, and you know, it's the ever shining jewel. Like you're supposed to just be there happy for whatever you get. Just, just happy. Like you're not supposed to have complicated feelings. You're mm-hmm. just supposed to be here on the shelf looking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that again ties to when you look back on a relationship, maybe it was as bad as you remember it. Maybe it was as great as you remember it. Well, and then, but, but it's your version of that story. But it's just like the juxtaposition of mm-hmm. it where you've got like this ever shining jewel. Who was she? Not weeping in a party bathroom. <laughs> Some actress asking me what happened. Yeah. Like, I'm supposed to be here, like, perfectly fine, all is well. It's not, it's not okay. I'm devastated being that girl crying in the bathroom, which no one wants to be. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of speculation about who that actress is. Mm-hmm. Popular fan theory is that it's Rita Wilson. Yeah. Rita. Rita. Interesting. Ultimate mom has no, like, no patience left for Jake Gyllenhaal anymore. Yeah. Big Taylor fan. So I guess I don't I don't want to. We should ask Dan Brown. We should ask Dan Brown. He would love that. I think I have. I have a one final question for you. Okay. And what you got? This isn't a gotcha question either. Okay. This is a song that deals with a lot of definites, Uh a lot of possibilities, Uh a lot of maybes. Sure. With what you know throughout your life, throughout your Taylor Swift research, throughout things. Mm Could this have been a masterpiece? Jake and Taylor? Yes. Absolutely not. No. No. I, I know, I know, uh, you know, back before you lost the one thing you really, really know, like maybe this was a master, like. Maybe, but I feel like when you're in it, you think this is you're like, this it's your Meredith Grey moment. Mm-hmm. Choose me, pick me. I was done with all the boys. I was done with all the drama. She had a lot of growing up to do. He had a lot of growing up to do. Mm-hmm. She had a lot more to experience. Her career was going in places that I don't think she even could have imagined. And I don't think he could have been okay with the level of fame that she got to. I think he is famous, comes from a famous family, but he is an actor mm-hmm. and he has his acting life and he has his life. He's not getting, there's not paparazzi everywhere. He gets to kind of live. And as she was getting bigger and bigger, he would not have survived the 1989 era. Mm-hmm. No way. And if he, if they did survive it, we wouldn't have any of these eras. Oh, we might have. Who knows what they would have been? Mm-hmm. But I don't think, I mean, clearly this relationship was not built. To, to, no, it was built for speed. Right. Uh, it was built for some great songwriting. So this song definitely had, songwriting, say songwriting composition was, for me... I was thinking about like how it reminded me of a bit of you two, how it reminded me a little bit mm-hmm. of uh, Sgt. Pepper. For this song, especially, if I'm going to look at the past couple of years, it had it was like an other side of the coin for uh, David Bowie's final album, Black Star. Okay. And with that album, that is a man. It, it was it was like, oh, this is this is Black Star, but with no cancer, which is a very <laughs> terrible thing to write. But for me, it was 
you are you're having your own postmortem. You're having yeah. your own reflective moments, and you're 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 doing the work to dig through it, relive it, and then it's been exhumed. You're burying it again. Black Star was David's like, I'm leaving. These are all the things he's he's leaving everything in the studio. He's leaving, taking everything off the page. He's he's putting it all in, and it was uh, acidic, explosive. The compositions were like it was loud and booming and like there and like every time the sax wails or every time you hear him or the guitar, like it was there. It was mm-hmm. a very you are present song for every song yep. on that. It makes me feel like maybe if I looked at the re-recording of this entire album and listened to it, this could be the black star of Taylor's career. Like this is the you will feel everything. It will be a lot of different things. Yeah. But it's going to be, especially with the re-release, like a it will sneak up or it won't be subtle at all. I'm just gonna punch you in the face. This album is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very hard to pick a favorite, but this is my favorite. And I love it because it takes you through the good, the bad, and the very ugly. Mm-hmm. And she comes out okay. And so I think, was it last week we did Begin Again? Yeah, last yeah. week. Um, to have her be able to be, after all of this and all of this obvious pain, to be sitting in a coffee shop, starting over and excited about it, I think it, it gives you that full circle moment and I love an album and I love that albums are coming back with artists where it's very methodologically done where it's like the first song starts the story Mm -hmm. and you go through and you experience exactly how the artist wants you to experience it. And I just think that streaming culture has really brought back the album because it's not like, Oh yeah, I heard this single. I heard this single. It's like, okay, they dropped an album like Lizzo's album or Beyonce's new album. I start at the first one and I work my way through and then I give it a little bit of time and I go back. Mm-hmm. And I've been very particular now about listening to new artists and being like, oh, I liked that one song I heard. Let me check out that album and see, is this the outlier? Is this the radio single? Is this the norm? Yeah. And it's been like a really great journey. And I think Taylor really, really brought a generation of listeners along through that. Mm-hmm. And it, that's why I love Red, because it was a complete story. And then you see her do that continuously through her albums. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad we got to talk about Me all too. Two today. I'm glad I got my redemption on All Too Well. <laughs> oh, it was so painful so well the behaved. first time. It was so painful. I know. Oh, I hate it so much. For all of us. So much the first time. And this time it's like, okay, I, I get it. Like, I've listened to it twice at two different dance parties. I've listened to you all scream belt it. It's grown on me a little bit in the past eight months where it's not like, uh, I know I'm like, Killer B, it's going to murder me. <laughs> murder Hornet. But it, it was, no, it was just, it was cool to get your uh, your facts and your opinions on this and, and discuss it. Oh, I could talk about this all day. All right. But we won't because. <laughs> I don't want to die today. <laughs> I think maybe I have uh, hit a good, strong note on this and we should leave it where it is. Yep. And we'll you and we'll revisit your uh, good luck in a year because the next fifty one weeks we'll you, do it again. <laughs> next time we'll watch, we'll watch the video. Fun fact. Yes. This is not only the longest Taylor Swift song, but it's also now. 
the longest Swift Talk episode we've ever done. Uh, oh, wow. Wow. Oh, where are we at right now? Uh, we're almost at an hour. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> well, on that note. I felt like the 10-minute version finally felt less than 10 minutes, and today finally felt less than <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, I would say roll the dice, but next week. Next week, just take a chance on me. I, done. I, I, mm-hmm. I don't have to do any sort of research this week. Nope. I just get to hang out. Yep. You just get to hang out. I will do it. I'll do the Pumped. research. Whatever you want to do. Don't you care. I have a pretty good idea what it's going to be. I know you have a pretty good idea of what it's going to be, and I have a pretty good idea that I'm not going to do that, but then if I do that, it's going to be because I didn't have time to do the other things that I have an idea for. No, I don't think it's going to be cats. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting feelings. All right. All right. I've been not so swiftly uh, appreciative of doing one year of this podcast with my two partners here. It's gone all too well. (laughs) Well, to all it has. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not weeping in a podcast station. So here we go. Thank you all so much for listening over the last year. It is so, it means so much to all of us. We're, just so happy to have you along for our ride. All 12,000 plus, maybe 13,000 by the time you listen to this. <gasps> to hit 13,000 in our first year. Ugh. Magic. All right. On that note, thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with whatever Sam decides. 